Hey guys, thank you for coming back to another episode of my podcast, Talks with Aaron BS. This week, I have an in-person guest, <laughs> finally. Um, he is from Calgary. We literally just met a week ago. Okay, if you guys remember my podcast with Moja, um, she had told me after the podcast that she had a friend who was interested in doing uh, an episode with me, but that she didn't know when he would message me. But we literally seen each other last week at a restaurant and he was like, okay, let's do it, let's do it. And I was like, okay, let's do it next week. Um, so my guest this week is Matt. Want to say hi to everyone? Hey everyone, uh, thank you for having me on, Erin. And uh, I'm excited to be here. And yeah, that's actually a funny story. Like Moja didn't tell me at all that you were going to be there. She just... You showed up, and she was like, "This is Aaron. This is the the person I was doing the podcast with." And I was like, "No way! Like you, you just set me up like this without telling me." <laughs> so one thing led to another, and here we are today. I'm excited, and thanks again for having me. Okay, so I have a question for you, or actually, you know what? Let's do like tell everyone about yourself. You're from Italy, right? So tell everyone why you're here, what your mission is why you want to be on my podcast today yeah for sure so i'm from italy and well half from italy my dad's from italy my mom's from thailand and uh pretty much we've been traveling since i was a little kid and guess what we're on the topic you know like as a kid i i had it all like everything that you would have wanted i had it which uh, you probably weren't expecting that, huh? <laughs> no, yeah. So I was I was born in Thailand. I lived with my grand grandma and and my mom at her place, and we didn't like we had straw walls, like bamboo walls. We don't have any running water. We don't have electricity. We barely had any utensils. And two years later, my dad finished his contract in Thailand for work, and he moved us all to Italy, and he showed me the world. Like we traveled everywhere. We I've been to so many countries. I lived in four different countries, you know, and eventually we landed in Bahrain, which is this little island off the coast of Saudi Arabia. It's literally, it's, a, it's its own kingdom, but you could drive from one side of the island to the other in like an hour. So it's tiny. And, you know, like Middle Eastern countries, they're super rich. They have all the money. And my dad was moving up in a company. So uh, his company offered to pay for our gas, for our school, for like a bunch of other stuff, which meant that we could afford like a really big house. We could afford a living maid, you know, we could afford so many different things. And those were the worst years of my life, honestly. <laughs> which goes to show, I guess, that money doesn't buy you happiness. You know, like you gotta be happy first before money can improve that. And I wasn't, I, I just wasn't. I, traveling my whole life, I didn't have like a support group under me i didn't have like a foundation of friends that would tell me when i was fucking up and so i just kept fucking up and it, you know i made myself a target for like bullies and stuff like that and i started getting like angry and hateful and you can only be in that sort of mindset for so long until you start getting depressed and so i got depressed and i closed myself up and it just wasn't wasn't a good time and these were the formation years of my life. You know, this was me going through puberty into adolescence. And at this time I had, you know, like essentially, well, literally my suicide planned out. The only reason I'm here today is because my my dog, I, I love my dog and I didn't think anyone could 
take care of my dog as well as I did, or as I could, which I guess sounds kind of trivial saying it this way, but I know that there's so many people who can dedicate their lives to their pets, and I'm one of them. Then uh, when I was 15, my mom came to her depression instead, and that was a shift. That was... That, that really like changed my life you know it felt like my umbilical cord was cut again and I remember thinking like damn like now I'm gonna I'm really gonna have to be independent you know like now I'm really just myself and you know the reason why we travel so much is because my dad and his work and so after that my dad was still traveling for work and he was gone for days and sometimes weeks at a time and I and I really had to learn how to be independent. I had to learn how to go to the grocery stores and go shopping and cook for myself and do the dishes, do the laundry, make my bed, take care of my dog, you know, get my ass to school, all this kind of stuff that normal 15-year-olds don't really have to do all the time. And it, it took two years of that until I was finally like, dude, you know what? Like, fuck this shit. You know? <laughs> I, uh, I'm tired of, of feeling this way, of living like this and stuff, and I... That's when I started really focusing on changing myself and making my life better. And I did a lot of research, like weeks of research, months, and figuring out like what was going wrong and how how can I put myself in the right direction and winning out all the little mistakes that I did. And well, obviously I'm here today with you and I I was successful in that, I'd say. But along the way, you know, throughout my whole journey, I met so many people who were just like me, who were battling their own demons and going through their own things. And I could never help them, ever. Even when I was getting better, I was just never able to bring these people up with me. You know, I didn't know how. I didn't know the right words to say, the right tactics, the right techniques. Um, but I, I I, did a lot of thinking and I put it all together and I, I finally figured out what I did right. You know, how I got myself out of you know a super dark place and i want to share that with people i want to i want to be able to bring people up with me and hopefully reconnect with the people who i got close to who i couldn't help and finally tell them like you know like i'm here now i'm back come out with me you know and and, and we really want to show people that when people tell you that it gets better it really does get better and it's not easy in the least but it's damn sure possible and even if I helped just one person, then I would have succeeded. So that's my story. That's my mission. And that's why I'm here today. So back on your struggles and uh, everything you've been through, what sort of tips can you give to people who have gone through like the same things, who have like been through depression or who have lost a family member like at a young age? The number one tip uh, that, I, that I can say and it might sound cliche, I guess, but, you know, just hang in there because, you know, like when when you're struggling like that, it might seem like your world is over. It might seem like you're never going to be able to, to climb out of where you're at. But I read this really nice quote the other day where, which said that, you know, like when, when you're in the darkness, when you're when you feeling like you're six feet down, trapped in dark place with no one around you it might seem like you're buried alive but maybe you've just been planted maybe you're just a seed and you're gonna blossom and I really believe that because I've lived through it and I've done that and I, I'm not gonna say that I've had a, I've, I've had the worst life possible 
Well, I know there's people who have it, who've had it worse than me, but I don't have it that great either. And I I know that things get better. And so that's that's just what I want to teach people. What I want to show people. So, have you ever thought about having like a career in that field, being like a motivational speaker, or like I know you started like your blogs and stuff, but like talking in front of people, or like being a counselor, or going into social work? Yeah, definitely. That's literally why why I'm here. <laughs> so, I started my blog because entry level wise, difficulty wise, the blog is uh, perhaps the he- easiest um, thing to to start. So. Naturally, for me, that was the first step, but it's not going to be the only step. I'm definitely, I want to be like a public speaker. You know, I want to be, I want to be able to reach million of, millions, billions of people with my voice, with my message through YouTube videos, through podcasts, through articles, through, you know, speaking on stage. Uh, yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're going to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> so your first show, you're going to have to message me. And then if it's in Calgary, whatever, I'm going to fly down. I'm going to come watch you speak. I'm going to give you the VIP pass. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And hopefully it'll be around Halloween time so I can come for the Halloween party too. Oh, yeah. I promised Serena a Harry Potter Halloween party. (laughs) I'm going to have like floating candles and all. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I'm going to make sure that my first on-stage speaking, I'm going to be dressed as Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh my god, imagine. Imagine that. It'd be really hard to motivate people like that. <laughs> okay, so going back to your blogs and stuff. So when did you start this? And what's the purpose of them? I started my blog about about a month ago. Yeah, four weeks ago exactly. Um, yeah, the purpose of them is kind of to lay down the foundation of my knowledge and my message and essentially create a script for myself for when I do start speaking like on podcasts and when I do have my YouTube videos and speaking on stage. Um, but also, you know, some, sometimes you hear stuff like you, you listen to an audiobook and like, sure, like you're, you resonate with some bits here and there, but you know, like you're an avid reader. There's nothing like reading a book. And the same thing with like an article. When you read something, you really take every word in as opposed to like listening to something where you might maybe tune out here and there, which is completely normal. So I guess it's a two for one. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so which article do you think that every listener right now should read? That's a tough one. <laughs> you didn't expect that question. No, huh? no, you blindsided me. <laughs> I would say my... My first three articles, they're kind of like a series on on goals and what goals mean and how to stick to them and why you should have goals. Because as I said in one of those articles, when you have something that you're working towards, you're focused, you're focused on on the thing that you're working towards. You know, like you know, I, I challenge you, you guys listening and you two to um, jot down the thoughts that you're having or even like jot down when you're having bad thoughts and i can promise you that 99 percent of the time that you're working towards something and like probably like probably working towards something you know studying or editing a podcast or whatever your thoughts are going to be towards 
what you're doing not towards uh you know like your life and your your negativity and stuff and so i i believe that having objectives that you work towards that you're that you're motivated by is really going to help you to break out of the habit of constantly having like negative thoughts and just being down all the time because now you have something else to think about and that's that's why i made them the first three articles that i wrote because it's really the foundation like find something that motivates you find something that drives you and follow that it doesn't matter what it is you know it could be drawing like maybe you're an artist and you like drawing so draw you know maybe maybe you like physics go study physics learn physics learn about space learn about how how objects fall you know like relearn rediscover gravity i don't know like whatever drives you do that and and yeah that's i think that's the foundation of getting yourself to a better place okay so can you this this was one of my questions that i sent you can you explain to everyone what a goal is because when i read your article and you're like a goal is not a dream and i was like oh (laughs) i was like oh i thought it was a dream but yeah can you like explain what a goal actually is so no one gets mixed up anymore (laughs) for sure so the reason why i say a goal is not a dream or a goal is not a vision is because dreams are broad under, like understandings of where you want to be at like you want to be on netflix right that's your dream but what do you want to do on netflix you know like what what specifically do you want to have on netflix uh, how are you going to get there what are the steps that you're going to take you know that's that's what a goal is is it's the little steps i guess towards reaching your dreams and reaching your vision and everyone has a notion obviously of goals and but this is especially true like if you notice like new year's resolutions and stuff people say like i'm gonna go to the gym and it's like great what are you gonna do at the gym like what does it mean that you're going to go to the gym are you just going to walk to the gym and then come back home right like what are you gonna do at the gym are you just gonna plank for a minute and that's it you know or like i'm gonna lose weight like okay so the day after new year's you wake up and you're five pounds heavier then you go to the washroom then the day after now you're two pounds lighter congrats you lost weight you know like what 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 do you mean by losing weight how much weight do you want to lose how are you going to lose that weight how are you going to to progress in your journey to losing weight you know because you're not going to do an hour of cardio right away you're not going to be able to especially like if you haven't gone to the gym before you're not going to stick to like a really strict diet right away what how are you going to progress you know maybe you're going to do 10 minutes of cardio today and then they Two days after, you're going to do another 10 minutes. And then two days after that, another 10 minutes. And then next week, you're going to do 10 minutes, then 10 minutes, then 20 minutes. You know, and then a, a, a goal is something definable and something specific. And in my article, I write about using the SMARTER system. SMARTER is an acronym which stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant. So you need to want it. Uh, are time-bound. So like said set a a specific time goal from when you want to achieve your goal and then er is evaluate you know find out if you're if you're on track and if you're not you know where you're going wrong and evaluate and fix what's going wrong and then reward and i i am a huge proponent for rewarding yourself because you i don't know about you but i can't bust my ass off for like a month straight and just never go out and never never have fun or nothing i need to reward myself you know even like on weekends like i work i work my ass off doing all kinds of projects during the week 
on the weekend, I want to go out and drink. You know, like I'm, <laughs> and I, I think that's really important to keeping yourself and try to letting your your brain know that, you know, you're doing good. And here you go. Here's a little gift because you're doing good. Keep going. So I, I suggest everyone go read what are effective goals. That's where I talk about the smarter system and I really go into detail in that. Um, but yeah. Okay. So question, what are your goals before the new year? And what are your dreams as well? I'm curious. I'm going to start off with my dreams because uh, <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah, that's an easier question. My dream is to, with, with my message and my voice, is to reach millions of people, as I already said, help people get out. Not, not necessarily even get out of a negative mindset, but get into a life that they want to live and reach their potential. You know, like my whole thing is reach your potential, like become the person that you can truly really be. You know, if you did everything right, become that person. And that's what I what I want to show people how to do. Um, as for my goals before New Year's, what is it today? Is it 13th of November? Oh, yeah. Uh, this December, I'm going to start filming for a YouTube channel and I want to have. Oh. Yeah. I want to have a few episodes of content before I release it, and I'm going to start releasing like 1st of January, right away, like New Year, start off a new project. Like what better time to start a new project, right? Uh, but yeah, my goal would be December, start filming, and by the end of this December, have five kind of episodes of content. And I'm in the planning phase now. I'm planning what content I'm going to have, what I'm going to be talking about and stuff, and... I still have to buy the equipment, so <laughs> yeah. So it's one of the goals. <laughs> buy the camera. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! Could I be in an episode of your videos? Yeah, yes, he said yes. <laughs> uh, okay, just like irrelevant, but this just popped into my head because we were talking about this at the restaurant. Uh, Matt was asking me what kind of TV shows I liked and what I was watching and stuff. And then he asked if I watched Game of Thrones and he hasn't watched like the last four seasons or whatever. And I asked him if I can tell him the whole ending of the show. So I told him who died, what the ending was, and he was kind of drunk. So I was like, you're not going to remember this. You're not going to remember. It's okay. And then... Do you do you do you remember what I told you? Nah. <laughs> you know? I remember bits and pieces. <laughs> okay, that she so she made sure I got drunk before she told me. <laughs> I I love like watching stuff like the same day it comes out because I hate spoilers, but I also love spoiling it for other people. <laughs> so when you told Don't me Don't go out drinking with Aaron. <laughs> So when he told me he hadn't watched like the last three seasons, I was like, oh my god, I have to tell you who dies because like it's Game of Thrones. Everyone dies, right? So yeah, it, this was kind of irrelevant, but I had you to say. About everyone dying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back on our regular topic. <laughs> um, is there anyone who helped you on your path who you can say that they are like your biggest inspiration whether it be okay like someone in your life and then someone like in the media maybe who like you listen to their podcast and are like wow i love them 
and someone like a friend or a family or something like that definitely yeah um man like i like buried myself in music a huge heavy metal fan it's all kinds of metal now i shifted more into rock and more like lighthearted stuff but definitely music helped me helped me a lot and it wasn't more it wasn't inspiration as much as it was connection you know like understanding or like hearing that like i'm not alone because like you you really do feel alone when you're like in that kind of situation that kind of mentality but yeah music like helped me understand that like if there's a lot of people who are just like me you know who feel the same way and like whatever their experiences are they're in the same place that i am and these are all the artists out there but then also their fans their fans who relate to them you know it, it really gave me a sense of peace knowing that like yeah i'm not the only one outside of music not really too much i wasn't ever really into into the i don't know like main media i guess like actors and, and stuff like that like it wasn't i wasn't really into all that stuff so in terms of in my personal life i i've had people come and go a lot and i've had a lot of really really special people who helped me out through tough times and just like kind of like carried me throughout the years and a lot of these people aren't here anymore you know they they moved on and we got separated like we just grew apart and i'm not blaming them for anything like i'm i'm happy that they were there when when they were and it's natural that people grow apart in my opinion so but i know that like actually like just the other day i reconnected with a person that i haven't talked to for eight years and that was that was great uh but then there's a the people that stick and um there's a my grandma's sister uh called her my aunt she's really special to me like we we still talk uh, all the time and uh, it's actually funny because she i knew her as a kid and she was like really special to me and it was really fun and then her and my grandma had a falling out and she was just gone for like 10 years of my life and i completely forgot about her until one time oh until my mom died actually she she texted me and she was like yo uh I'm sorry to hear that, you know, like, I'm, I hope you're okay and stuff. And I was like, hold up, I know you. Like, where did you go? I, I remember you as a kid. I remember, like, visiting your house when I was, like, five years old. And now I'm 15, and, like, I completely forgot about you. Like, what happened? She explained to me the whole situation. Everything's fine now, but ever since then, she's stuck. Every day, she would, she would text me, and, like, she would do, like, those kind of, like, grandma texts and, like, great aunt text where she just sends you like a gift like good morning and good night and stuff like that but it just it shows that she's still there she's still remembering me which is it's always nice and uh yeah then then we talk and sometimes i get busy and she she's like yo like you gotta call me you know like it's been 10 days she did that today <laughs> <laughs> she was calling me while i was doing something i was like i'll call you back in half an hour right i, I promise like it's been 10 days i haven't heard from her and i didn't so <laughs> i messed up i'm sorry <laughs> yeah but i'm calling her tomorrow definitely and these people weren't people who inspired me or like told me to get off my ass and stuff they were just people who were there letting me know that like if you need anything i'm here you know like if you need to talk i'm here if you need if you need someone to help you get get your ass up in the morning then tell me you know text me be like yo like i'm i can't get up today and then they, they'll call me and they'll text me or whatever and be like yo like stop being a little bitch get up and that doesn't resonate with everyone but that, that's, that's what resonates with me like 
if you come up to me and tell me like tell me I'm fucking up like tell me you're fucking up don't don't sugarcoat it and I don't like to sugarcoat things either and um, if you ever go and read my articles you probably notice that theme too where I literally on my homepage I say like it's I, I'll, I'll give you a no-nonsense approach to to leading a better life you know and I really stick by that like no-nonsense like yeah sugarcoating I don't it doesn't resonate with me and in fact my last article uh was about it was literally called sometimes bullies are just telling you the fucking truth because they don't sugarcoat it they're like they're like little kids you know like little kids like children they'll come up to you and if you stink i will tell you like you stink you know like they're they're not gonna tell you like oh dude like you should take it no like they'll tell you like you stink and they'll tell you in the most honest way possible because they have no filters and you know bullies also don't have filters they might not tell you directly that you stink or that you're you're weird or whatever but they will let you know and i think that's the clearest way you can convey a message just direct so what was the original question again (laughs) (laughs) uh who inspired you oh yeah 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 (laughs) i guess it's not so much it's of an inspiration (laughs) but but yeah just cherish those people that are there with you just just the fact that they're there that you know like that's something special I feel like you'll agree with me that it's so hard to find people who you actually connect with or who have like the same mindset as you. That's why like I even met you because I had messaged Moja and I was like, I need to hang out with more people like you because you're just so awesome, so bright, so happy, like such a positive outlook on life. And I just need to like get out of this dump that I'm in and hang out with people like you instead of people who just want to talk about like boy drama who want to talk about movies who want to talk about boring stuff like I want to talk deep stuff you know so I feel like you'll agree with me on that yeah definitely definitely like this this is the kind of topics that that I like as well I also think though that like lighthearted conversations have their place too you know um I don't remember if Moshe said this uh during the podcast but I feel like she probably mentioned this um, before or after. You are the average of the five people around you. And that is so true, you know? Like, it's true to the point where you literally can't help it. You know, like, if you hang around people that are super motivated and super super happy and outgoing and stuff, you're going to become like them because you can't not. Otherwise, you're not going to be hanging out with them anymore, right? So, yeah, like, it's, it's awesome that, like, you asked Moshe that and another thing um, is I really stand by the phrase ask and you shall receive because I I still to this day get surprised by the number of people who are willing to help you if you just ask and if you don't ask well guess what no one knows what you need so yeah that was a great job <laughs> And I love how, like, we literally all hit it off. I was kind of shy at first, but then literally 10 minutes after I met you and your girlfriend, you guys were like, come to my Halloween party. Like, you like Harry Potter? Like, let's go. You're invited next year. And I was like, really? (laughs) And then, yeah, I literally added all of them. I think, how many were there? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah, I added all of them on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, like. Yeah, uh, and me and Moja had, like, the deepest talk ever. She's like, why did you actually come to Calgary? And I was like, oh, shit, no one actually asked me that, you know? And then we were literally, like, both crying in the restaurant. You weren't there. You were outside doing something. But 
<laughs> yeah, I just love you guys, and I hope you guys will invite me to more stuff. Yeah, definitely, like, like from from the night I met you, I feel like you were part of our friend group. Like, I, I I can tell good people as soon as I meet them, and I I don't want to sound like cocky or like cliche or whatever, but like <laughs> you know, like I think you can really tell, and yeah, you're definitely one of them. Like, your your personality and your mindset, and even your attitude with like what you're doing like you're you created this podcast and like you were you were shy like meeting new people and you have a podcast where you meet new people like every week <laughs> you know like what you're doing like that's awesome and then you want to go on netflix and like yeah we, we definitely relate like you're the kind of person that we'll hang out with and vice versa obviously so yeah <laughs> okay so this was another question that i had wrote down for you because i'm genuinely curious um after everything you've been through, do you still believe that things are meant to be or that uh, that was supposed to happen to you even though it was a really, really bad thing? Like, I don't know if you're uh, religious or anything, but yeah, do you believe that things are meant to be even though you've had a rough life? I do, but I don't. So I, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in higher power. I just think that you're alive now. You really weren't supposed to be alive like your chances of being alive today are like way below zero like one in 10 to the power of like 200 2000 like don't even try to understand this like you're just basically not meant to be here so the fact that you're here it is awesome but in my opinion it doesn't mean anything and i know a lot of people would disagree and that's fine um, i guess i should preface this with i obviously from italy I've been raised for like 16 years of my life in a Catholic system. I, you know, going to like St. Peter's Cathedral and like, I, I really know religion. I understand its effects and what it means to people and stuff. And I'm definitely not like shitting on religion. But yeah, like I don't think that anything was meant to be by a higher power. But the things that happen to you, you can give them a meaning, you know, like Dude, I say this all the time, like, the worst day of my life, my mom dying, is the best day of my life. Because I made that into something which was meant to happen to me. Because, you know, like, the, the boy I would have been, had she not died, would have been nothing compared to the man I am now. And I think that when people ask me, like, yeah, like, is stuff, like, meant to be, is there fate, you know, is there meaning to life? It's, it's this, it's the meaning that you give to the events that happen to you. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> so why do you think so many people don't, like, try in life? I don't know if that makes sense. But as soon as they get comfortable, whether it be in a job or in a house or in a town, they just stop. And they're happy. They're in, like, the middle ground. And they're like, okay, life is good. But when you can, like, go so much higher and, like, actually do the stuff you love, right? Like, me, example, Netflix. I can be like, okay, I can watch Netflix every day. I can write. And I'm happy doing that. But if I can actually go so much higher and, like, go move to L.A. and, like, go do interviews and, like, go chase writers down the street and be like, yo, I got a screenplay for you, you know? Like, why do you think people like to stay in the middle well, see, we're creatures of habit, creatures of comfort, and we're animals, essentially. You know, like, we talked about this at the restaurant, uh, about, like, Nietzsche's uh, understanding of, like, the human mind with the, the id, the ego, the superego. Basically, 
what that means is that you and your brain are not the same person. I always treat myself differently from how I treat my brain because um, there's things that like my brain things that I should do that that my brain really wants to do that are not so right for me. You know, like if I if I have something to do like tomorrow and it's like a weekend. My brain's gonna be telling me like, yo, like we should go out drinking, we should go out party. But then logically, I'm like, that maybe that's not the smartest idea, you know. Uh, but as I said, like we're creatures of habit, creatures of comfort, and so we, it, it's very, it's much easier for us to listen to our emotional part, you know. Like your brain is telling you, like, yo, like you're fine here. You know, like you can afford your groceries, you you can have a kid and, and a wife and you can have a car to drive around and you can go out on the weekends and stuff like that. Why would you do more? You know, why would you put in the effort to do more? And that's really, that's a very understandable logic. You know, like why would you do more? But to overcome that, I feel like you should disassociate you from your brain. Because yeah, like it's it's logical. I have everything that I need. But I don't have everything that I want. And so I'm going to be like, yo, you know, Mr. Brain, like you you might be happy here, but I'm not. So you, you're going to get off your ass and do what I want because we're smart creatures. We have consciousness. We wouldn't have to follow our animal behavior and animal side of the brain. You know, we, we can overcome that, uh, which I don't know if this is relevant or not. I I see this everywhere with how people reproduce all the time you know like world's going into like overpopulation it's gonna be the global warming is happening stuff like that but still you see families with like 13 kids like dude how do you have 13 kids first of all you know <laughs> like how i can't handle like two little cousins uh or like you know people overweight it's your your brain wants to eat you because like when we were cavemen and there wasn't enough food to go around we would like eat as much as we could and it's it's natural it's, but now we have everything available to us so now we overeat and we start to become overweight but your mind can tell your brain like no stop it this is not right and some people call that habit some people call that discipline you know whatever you want to call it find that word that resonates with you and uh do it and i feel like you're doing it you know <laughs> um I just feel like it sucks for the people who aren't in this mindset because let's just say it's 90% of the world. Like 90% of the world are meant to live, not I'm not going to say boring life, but comfortable life where they work nine to five, they get a house, they have a family. Like that's what they're meant to do in life was to just live that typical life. Why do you say they're meant to do it? Because, like, they're not doing anything else. So is that that's what they're meant to do, right? Maybe it's just what they're led to believe they should do. Because not, not everyone finds their meaning in life. You know, like as you said, like, people get comfortable. And if you truly find, like, your, your meaning, like, what drives you, you're going to chase the, un- un- like, uncomfortable. Like, I got way out of my comfort zone. You got way out of your comfort zone. Because we gave our life meaning. But it was hard, you know, and it's not something that a lot of people are, I don't want to say willing to do, but they get scared. Like, it's a, it's a scary thought just diving in and getting out of your comfort zone. It's really scary because, like, what if things go wrong, you know? It's just a natural fear to have. But 
just because you haven't found your meaning doesn't mean that you're meant to have an average life and live a nine-to-five. Next question, because I'm getting heated. <laughs> um, so I guess it's kind of around what we were talking about. But how I, I can tell that you're super confident and you know what you want to do in life now. So how has being confident changed your life for the better? And like, how did you become so confident? One word, momentum. So, you know, like when when I wasn't so confident, when I was being weighed down by my mindset and like everything in my brain, it if you notice, like it literally shows on people. They slouch over. It's like, like their back can't hold up the weight on their shoulders, right? And once you start working, and that's why I... I I talk so much about goals. Once you start working towards your goals and you start to like move up and get better at, at something, like whatever, you start to gain a little bit of confidence. And a little bit of confidence means that you shed a little bit of weight. You don't have this anxiety holding you down, this depression holding you down as much, you know? And so you gain, you shed a little bit of weight and you start to be able to go a little bit faster. You go a little bit faster, you shed a little bit more weight, right? And then you you keep going faster and faster and shedding more and more weight. And the faster you go, the faster you leave all that weight behind. And it, it, it really creates like a snowball effect. And that's why when you see people who are like super confident, it's it's hard for you to like bring them back down to like when they were depressed. Because their momentum is so high now that like the friction created by obstacles in their lives, by the people in their lives, like 90% of the time doesn't even come close to the point where it's able to stop them. And it all starts on little steps, step by step by step by step. And yeah, I feel like that's with, as with everything in life. Start small and, you know, you heard about the butterfly effect, right? I feel like that's one of my biggest dreams in life that I need to take goals to go towards. Um, is like my biggest dream is to like be happy actually like 100% happy and not care what people think and I feel like it's so hard right because of the society we live in social media um everyone just judges on everything but yeah I, I need to take goals I need to do goals to to get there the thing that really helped me uh I actually found out what this was called yes no today's no yeah yesterday um there's this effect called the Zygernik effect which is an effect whereby you remember your uncompleted tasks more than your completed ones. And it's not just like things that you do, but like things that you set out to do. Like if you're, I don't know, if you're, one of your tasks was to write like a page for like a script or something and you didn't do it, you remember that more than all the other scripts that you wrote, you know, the other pages that you wrote and you just focus on that. Whereas take a step back, you know, think about like, I really f feel bad that I didn't do this, but think about like all the things that you did do. You know, like you're, you are snowballing. You've created this podcast, which is, it's not an easy thing to do, like at all. Like putting yourself out there, that's, you know, like it's it's really something commendable. And yeah, like I, I too feel that way sometimes. Like sometimes I, I'll sit down on my couch at like 9 p.m. and I'll be like, I really didn't do anything today. And that's what it feel like. But then I think like, what the fuck do I mean I don't do anything? Like I did a bunch of shit. You know? And it's 
to me, it gives me comfort to know that it's literally an effect that's been named, that's been well-researched and well-documented. And that's just another thing, going back to the topic of like your, your brain and your mind. Your mind knows that you did shit and that you should be feeling happy and feeling productive. But your brain, it just it doesn't. So like, yeah, you really gotta gotta keep your 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 brain in check, right? <laughs> yeah. So like sometimes I I really think that like your brain is not your friend. It's it's something that yeah it's something that you you should overcome. But then there's also like good stuff. Like don't get me wrong. Like your brain isn't just like your enemy. Like you know like you fall in love. You want to be with someone you love. That's definitely like a plus. You know it's. But yeah, like you're, you, we're logical creatures. We've grown this like prefrontal cortex, and we've grown a consciousness and stuff. It's such a powerful tool, you know. Like if you think about it, we're we're weak as animals. We're weak. We're we're not fast, you know. Like we 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 have no fur to keep us warm or anything. Like we have we're on two feet, not four, you know. But like we're in Calgary right now, and it's like there's no outside. And it's gloomy and like we're completely fine that's because of our of our intelligence it got us this far it's such a powerful tool we're on the top of the food chain even though we're, we should really be at the bottom you know so use that tool you know make, make the most of it in your day-to-day life i feel like it's hard for people who have like depression anxiety especially because i have like a really bad anxiety and like i overthink all the time and sometimes i'm just like please shut up because i just want to be happy today you know um do you have any like tips for people who have anxiety who are or who overthink to like maybe stop the brain one thing that uh it's it's hard to grasp but it's a really calming idea once you do grasp it is that people really don't think about you as often as you as you think they do right like if you fuck up if you say something weird and people give you weird looks guess what like someone else is gonna say something they'll forget all about it whereas with your anxiety and your depression you're gonna be sitting there while they're all like talking and having fun and completely forgetting about what you just said you're gonna be there like dwelling in it and being like oh why do you say this why do you say that and the same way you know like a little bit of confidence like snowballs a little bit of negative thoughts or like anxious thoughts can snowball and everything like why did i why did i say that turns into why do i think like this turns into why am i like this and that it just snowballs into like greater and greater stuff but like what gives me comfort is knowing that these people don't think about me as much as I think that they do, you know? Because like you don't you don't think about like a lot of people as much as they probably think that you do, right? It's you don't. And also, your depression, your anxiety, like it's definitely like something in your mind, something in your brain. It's it's like a lot of people need physical chemicals like medications to help them overcome this. I'm not saying like it's easy or anything, but your anxiety is also partly a habit. Same with your depression, your negative mindset is part, partially a habit because every time something happens, you're habitually looking at the bad side of it, you know? But in everything, there is a positive side. And this is exactly why I wrote my last article, you know, Bullies are telling you the truth because I could be like 
regretting it, resenting it, hating my bullies, hating myself for allowing myself to get bullied and, and be self-conscious about like, I don't know, like, what, what, do I have something in my teeth or, you know, like, do I, do I talk weird or something like that, you know? But instead, you, you can train your mind to habitually look at the bright side behind the, yeah, yeah, behind like the negative facts like, like for example, like the bright side to me being bullied was that my bullies were telling me like, dude, you're fucking weird, fucking weird, and you're fat. I was fat at the time, and you're you're weak, and you know all this kind of like bad stuff. And I was like, you know, shit, I was being weird, and I was fat, and I and I was weak. I couldn't stand up for myself. So I, I guess like a very specific thing, I went to get Muay Thai courses and Jiu Jitsu courses and. Uh, and I know how to fight. Now I'm less weak. And I went and like I had like tennis lessons, like four hours a week under like desert sun. I lost a bunch of weight just like, super fast. And that was something that I took away from those bullies for them to bully me about. And I, it's not easy. It's really it's really not. But it it is something that you can train your mind to do to look at the bright side and know that you think about yourself much much more than other people think of you and so you you're really able to change who you are and change your mindset without maybe no one would even notice you know they just realize that one day they're like oh wow like you're actually much cooler than i remember you and that's it you know but you have the control like you you you're really like behind the wheel of your life so drive right I liked that um, picture you posted three days ago, four days ago, where it was, uh, I can't remember how it goes. Your windshield is so much bigger than your rear view mirror, yeah. so look ahead and not back. I love that. Did you come up with that? No, actually, I had it. I, oh. <laughs> um, I heard it from one of my coworkers. I heard it from one of my coworkers. Uh, didn't actually come up with it, but I yeah, yeah it really resonated with me. It's a nice quote, eh? Yeah, it yeah. is. Okay, so this is the last question. Why is it so important for you to educate people on this? And like, what's your, like, what do you want people to get out of it? Whether it be like small children or just people listening right now. What I want people to get out of, of this, of out of my story and out of my message and out of my knowledge is that Regardless of how out of control your life might seem, it's your life. You're in control, you know. And like, no, no one can tell you what to do if you don't want to do it. You know, if your boss tells you work, work overtime and don't go seeing your, and don't go back home to your family, be like, fuck you, don't quit. It's not easy. None of this is easy. Like, I make it, I joke sometimes, and I make it sound like it's super simple and like a lot of people might think like oh yeah it's easy for you to say because like look at you now but like i didn't forget i didn't forget and i i know it's hard um you just have to put in the work and that's not something that i can make you do that's something that you have to do yourself Uh, i can just tell you how you can make that work as easy as possible you know even though it's still going to be hard this won't be as hard as it could be that's what I want to people to get out of this. And the reason why it's important is because th- there's 8 billion people on this planet. 8 billion. Just to put the number into perspective, do you know how many seconds you have in your life? You have like 25 million seconds in your life. 
So, I actually did the math. If you, if you count one person per second, it would take you 360 lifetimes for you to be able to count every single person, right? And you probably heard the statistic from Moja, like there's only 9% of people who are successful, quotation marks. Imagine if I can teach people how to get just a little bit more successful, get a little bit more drive in you and achieve just a little bit more because you know you can. And I bump that number up to like 10% out of 9% of people who are successful. That's what, like 80 million extra people, something like that? Yeah, like 1% of 8 billion is like 80 million. That's crazy. 80 million more people who are reaching their potential or at least getting close to it and doing really like what, like as much as they can. Imagine what 80 million extra people doing good, working hard for, for, for the rest of humanity can do. And imagine now if those 80 million people, if just like 10% of those 80 million people go out and teach another 80 million people, like, you know, like, what is possible? And I know I'm not the only one that's doing what I'm doing. There's there's so many. But I I have this history and I have this this message and this understanding. And so like naturally I it, it's I feel like it's my duty to spread it and just given my my little input and yeah, just spread the love, spread the the motivation, spread the knowledge. So it's, I would say a mission is an apt word. <laughs> Y'all can't see me right now, but I'm smiling really big. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being in an episode with me. Um, if people want to read your blogs or check you out on Instagram, what's like all your info? Yeah, definitely. Um, if you want to read my blog, it's www.mattcamp.org. So M-A-T-T-C-A-M-P. Uh, my social media is really simple. It's at Matt Camp, so A T M A T T C A M P, and that's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and hopefully on YouTube too. Coming January. So thank you for having me, and it was a real pleasure to be here to talk to you today. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, guys. I hope you guys will tune in to my next episode.